Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough and Whitney Nelson. How's everybody doing? I'm doing okay. I'm still uh, working off last night's uh, pickle teenies. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds went, delicious. They are so good. They're so good. Um, yeah, it's uh, I went a little crazy on the pickle teenies last night, so I'm still recovering <laughs> from that. But otherwise, I'm good. Very cool. How about you, Bren? Have you ever had a pickle back? Uh-huh, I have. Have you had the ones, like, in the pickle shot glass? No, I've always wanted to have one in a pickle shot glass, but... Those are weird. For anyone who doesn't know, it's, uh, pickle back's like, is it just pickle juice and whiskey? It's just a shot of whiskey followed by a shot of pickle juice. Yeah. I thought it was the signature drink of the band Nickelback. I was trying to think of some <laughs> pun in there. Yeah, and I was just like, it's too early, I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, some bars I've been to, they'll just take a pickle and, like, cut, you know, it into, like, a chunk, and then core it, and then just pour whiskey in the pickle, so you just eat the whole pickle with the whiskey in it. Wow. I would do that. It's, it's interesting. I would definitely do that. The, the biggest problem is, it's just, like, too much pickle that your mouth is full, and it's hard to drink <laughs> at the same, so it's just, like, yeah. like, but it, it tastes fine. <laughs> It's just yeah, too man. Much. I was as a kid. I got in trouble more than once for going into the refrigerator and like drinking out of either the pickle or the olive jar. Yeah, get that brine. Yeah. So <laughs> I do it to my roommate. That's in like my whole steez. He'd get so grossed out when I'd like just drink out of the jar <laughs> a little bit. Uh huh. It's full of electrolytes. That's what the Philadelphia Eagles drink, and they're Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Who needs Gatorade when you can have pickle juice? Yeah. That's what I always say. <laughs> it both somehow hydrates you and dehydrates you at the same time. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, Bren, I hear your state's on fire again. Oh, yeah. It's just a constant state of fire. Just as, as per usual. Perpetually <laughs> on fire. Because even talking to some of my coworkers who have like always lived out here, they're like, it's not even the fire season. I'm like, why do you have a fire season? But yeah. it's just... Like, it's just so dry all the time. Like, I guess before, when it wasn't constantly in a drought, there was, like, a dry season because they didn't get snow, so just everything would dry out and likely catch fire. But now that it is perpetually in droughts, it's just, like, any any shitty half-lit cigarette butt thrown off the highway can just burn down a city. Yeah, so. every time this happens, I um, my instinct is to blame Rachel Amber. Oh, God. It's definitely changed my perspective after seeing that game and, like, living out here. Like, this bitch! She's yep. ruined so many lives! But it seems like the fire season happens around Christmas for you every year. At least with our podcast, at least. Yeah, that's I, that's what I thought it usually was, but I, I guess it's a little earlier this time. Some people were saying around, like, August and, like, September. Like, after the summer when everything gets dried out and baked. So, I don't know. I'm just always assuming it's fire season, because it's always on fire yeah well this is an arson podcast so if you're tuning in <laughs> no i'm teasing this is a video game podcast so i guess we can kind of oh. steer the conversation that way what's up i'll say two th uh, quick things about it um the la zoo was actually pretty close to one but they wrote put it out pretty quick but they were like getting ready to evacuate all those animals so that would have been a fucking pain in the ass oh wow uh and then the biggest fire that's happening right now like above san francisco uh apparently burnt down uh, the old western town used for Westworld. So for oh, anyone no. who watches Westworld, uh, that shit's gone. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. 
So I don't know if that's like the only set they had or if that was their primary one or what, because I don't watch it. But yeah, that was like apparently a filming location for them. That's so, a bummer. Yeah, it went from like, it started off like at 2,000 acres to like 8,000 acres in like to a few hours. Like it just, this one just erupted so fast. So yeah, it's not great. Not at all. Anyway. But, yeah, back to video games. I was just curious. We haven't heard from Whitney in a while, and last time Bren and I were on an episode, we were talking a little bit about BlizzCon, but if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. you had a virtual ticket and you had a firsthand experience. Would you be interested in explaining what you saw to us? Yeah, I mean, so I am a weird Blizzard fan in that <laughs> I am Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, and Overwatch. So, like, none of the things that actually make Blizzard Blizzard are (laughs) things that I have ever really played. So I have a little bit of, like, a a weird perspective on it. But I've been to two BlizzCons. I buy the virtual ticket almost as much for watching the cosplay show at the end of Saturday night as for anything else. Um, I don't... So the the big thing that gets me is their cinematics are so good. Their cinematics are sometimes better than the games. Um, like the the ads that they put out are beautiful movies. And they even showcase that with like the opening ceremonies. The very first thing they did was play this incredibly emotionally moving trailer that was for 50% of the games I don't even play. And it still <laughs> made me really sort of like nostalgic and, and emotional. And they just do that so well. And they did it uh, for the new Diablo Immortal mobile game, that cinematic, like the trailer for it, was incredible. No one that I have talked to or seen online is excited for that game. Everyone is like, what is this garbage? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the cinematic was incredible mm-hmm. for Diablo. That's something they've always been good at, even going back to Warcraft 3 cinematics. Like, mm-hmm. when did mm-hmm. that come out? Somewhere in the like, late 90s or like maybe even early 2000s? Like, mm-hmm. the cinematics for that game were amazing. And then you look at the actual game, and it's like, oh, they used all 20 polygons for this character. <laughs> like, but the cinematics uh-huh. to this day still look fantastic. Yeah, I'm actually curious. So they announced that they're doing Warcraft 3. They're um, remastering it. I'm not sure how much remastering they're doing. Like, I don't think it's going to be completely new, but I do think it's going to look better. But they have created entirely new cutscenes to add into Warcraft 3, which is interesting. So almost all of the lore of World of Warcraft comes from Warcraft 3. Mm -hmm. So um, I've never played it, but it's like, it's a hugely pivotal game for the like community. And World World of Warcraft has like years worth of lore if you wanted to read it all. And uh, almost all of it stems from Warcraft 3. So I'm curious to see what the cutscenes, like what they are adding into the game. Because as far as I know, they're not changing anything about the game. It's just more new cutscenes added into Warcraft 3. But I'm curious to see like what they do as far as if they're just tying in lore that has been established since the game came out and adding it in, if it's all new stuff that they're doing. But that's an interesting thing um, that they mm-hmm. did. The other interesting thing um, was that for Heroes of the Storm... This is an entirely original character, um, the newest character that they announced. And they always, all the characters in Heroes of the Storm, I don't think 100% of them, but like 99% of them, are characters from other Blizzard games. And that's the whole point is it's like characters that you love from other Blizzard games that you're bringing in. But their new big reveal for Heroes of the Storm was that she's a brand new character, entirely original, not from any other property. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 
Uh, she looks amazing. She's a very cute girl who has like a tentacle monster special ability, and I'm way into it. Um, but it's interesting to see them decide to, because they still have so many characters they haven't even touched from all their other games. I'm curious to see um, if they plan on doing more original characters brought in or like what what their plan is with that. But that was interesting. Um, and Hearthstone, this is the first Hearthstone uh, announcement since Ben Brode left, and Ben Brode was like the heart of Hearthstone. So I was very, very sad when Ben Brode left. Um, but he's been the driving force of Hearthstone for so long that since he left to pursue other job options, I was curious to see like what the newest expansion was going to be. It looks really interesting, actually. I'm not sure they're trying to bring in some new strategies and kind of break up the meta, which either goes very well or goes terribly every time they do it. Um, so I'm curious to see. There's like a whole new um, single player thing, which I appreciate for the people that don't want to play competitively or against other people in Hearthstone. They keep doing new things like dungeon runs and and single player story mode card game stuff that I really like and appreciate. And there's a new one of those that they're doing that's going to be free to play. So um We'll see what's once the game comes out. I'm still on the fence about how Hearthstone is going to continue without Ben Brode, but uh, it looks it looks promising for now. That's very cool. cool. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's and good then to I hear. started playing Life is Strange. That's not Blizzard news, but uh, I started <laughs> playing Life is Strange. I got uh, through the first chapter, and I'm in the second chapter right now. I'm in the um, like junkyard. Oh, excellent. I'm excited uh, to hear your full uh, thoughts on that once you complete it. Yeah. Another friend of the show, Pat Johnston from The Melting Pat, he recently got into Life is Strange as well as after hearing about us freak out about it. So <laughs> it's just really cool hearing that people are still uh, experiencing that game for the first time without spoilers, because that was one of those games that God, got a so lot many. of press. So many people just like spoiling shit without uh, remorse. So I'm just hoping that doesn't happen to you. And I'm, I'm eager to get your feedback. I am I am really good at not paying attention to anything that's happening around me. <laughs> so it's very I I have remained unspoiled for so many major, major things like movies, TV shows that everybody knows how they end. Video games, I remain unspoiled because I'm just kind of oblivious to the outside world. So uh yeah, I have no idea what's coming. Well, it's funny, I was on Pat's show recently, so I'll plug that at the end, but I was saying to him how I'm jealous of you guys, where you get to experience Life is Strange episodes one through five without any wait time in between the episodes, because yeah. as we were playing it, it was brutal. Some of the cliffhangers <laughs> were absolutely like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, and I have to wait months on end until the next episode comes out, and by the time that would happen, you'd probably replay the episode just to get refamiliarized. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at with Life is Strange 2. I'm curious about when episode two is going to come out, and there's no word whatsoever. There's a, If you Google it right now, there's a few articles that are like, yeah, the release date. And then in their article, they're like, we have no idea. And I'm like, well, you're just <laughs> clickbaiting the hell out of people. So I'm just Rude. really upset because I want to know when the release date is. And I feel like in the first Life is Strange game, they almost had some kind of like tentative schedule of like, well, you can expect it to be coming out in about this amount of time, a couple months, yeah. but there's just no word on when episode two of Life is Strange 2 is coming out. So that's got me a little frustrated. Yeah, I think the first one always was like within uh, maybe a month, maybe two months, but it was never, it never seemed more than that between episodes. So even though it was, you know, kind of annoying to wait, it wasn't, 
you know, terrible like here or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so. that's the thing. I feel like Life is Strange episode two, I think it's about time we start hearing about release dates for that. I'm not sure sure if we're going to see that before the end of 2018. Hmm. Yeah, but we'll hard. see. Um, but how oh. about games? Yeah, what's up, Brent? Uh, in case you didn't know, Whitney, uh, in Citizen Kane, Rosebud is the name <laughs> of his sled. I did know that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I did know that. But um, that wasn't spoiled for me. That was because I watched it. Uh, I also don't recommend anyone watch Citizen Kane. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's not great. I, uh, I don't know like co-worker it's about this. Revered yeah. as like one of the best films of all time. I've never seen I, it myself. I get it for the time, like why it was such an impactful movie for 1941. It's it's not the same quality. Like, I guess the messages and the tones and the things they've achieved uh, cinematically in that movie do not hold up 80 years later. But I'm not surprised because I don't expect anything to hold up 80 years yeah. later. So, like, it's it's not good. <laughs> um, watch <laughs> yeah, it's it if not you, a good movie. Watch it if you want to see a piece of like, cinema history, but like that's all it is at this point. Um, but there are movies from that time that do hold up. Like there are good, there are yeah. movies that are good from that era. It's just it's just that Citizen Kane. I just yeah, it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's a very dry. It's a very dry movie. All our um, film critic fans are rolling over or just upset with us right now. But no, um, good. Brent. Uh, I know you and I have probably played the least amount of games. Uh, so let's maybe hear from you. What have you been playing? I'm trying to see because Steam doesn't show me my most recent played anymore. Um, let's see. Uh, beat Battleship Brigade. I think I talked about that last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I also beat Dead Cells, I think, pretty quickly after, uh, the last episode I was talking about it. Oh, nice. Um, kind of disappointed by it. Oh, no. That's not what I expected. It's still a good game. Like, I still highly recommend it to anyone who likes roguelikes and, like, dungeon crawlers and, like, a challenge. Because there are certainly moments where you just get to, like, the second level and just, like, I can't go further. Like, I've just gotten terrible weapons and just, you know, shit draw on RNG. Yeah. Um, But it's not much different from the early access. I got it in early access knowing it was going to be, you know, released in the finished product uh, pretty soon. Um, And then in the early access, the furthest you get is the Hand of the King. That's the final boss. And then it's like, oh, sorry, this is the end of the early access. Wait till the game's finished to see more. And then now that it's fully out, there's a few more like little Easter eggs, little like characters to talk to during dungeon runs. Um, and that seems to be it. There doesn't seem to be any new items or weapons. There doesn't seem to be really any new characters. I got to the end of, I got to the hand of the king again and beat him. And then, you know, spoiler for Dead Cells, there's not really a story, story to it. Um, you kill the king and then you just start over. And now you have a new ability where you can throw. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know in Dead Cells, your character is essentially a, a coagulation of cells that reanimate a dead body. And uh, the cells are just like on the head. And when you beat the game, your new ability is you can throw your head at an enemy. And it just slowly kills him for a bit. And then the head comes back to you. Or you can move the head around separate from the body. Okay. And that's it. Like, that's the only thing you get for beating the game. And that's the only thing that seems different. Like, there, there doesn't seem to be more of the game. I even looked it up online, like, risking spoiling myself. And, like, no one seems to find anything more. There's no, like, bonus or secret ending. It's just keep playing. So I don't know if I'm missing something. 
I don't know if that's actually what the ending is, uh, but if it is, I feel like it's really lackluster and not much more than the early access. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they just were like, this is done enough. Let's push this out of early access so that way we're not, you know, H1Z1 who's perpetually in early access for fucking eight years and they're planning on adding more later or if this is what they actually had in mind because it's like i said it's not really different which you know goes and gives some credit of how good their early access was but it it kind of loses the meaning of being out of early access if it's not really any different yeah that makes sense to me huh yeah. i did not expect that though because i have heard nothing but amazing things about this game and thought the ending would be something dramatic or yeah some kind of improvement as far as the full game versus early access yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, fantastic game. Highly recommend it still. It's just, it's not much different than what it was in early access. So, like, that kind of took me by surprise. Um, well, that's good to know. Yeah. So, if you're having trouble with it and beating yourself up for not being able to beat it, don't don't worry. <laughs> There's not much to it. Um, but, yeah, so I beat that. Uh, and then uh, uh, Mark actually gave me a uh, Shovel Knight. For once, and not a shitty, uh, weird anime game. No so, way. I, yeah, I was going to say, didn't it a few weeks ago it give you some kind of hentai bullshit? Hentai puzzle <laughs> thing. So I immediately just rejected that. I'm like, no, I've accepted a lot of his dumb games because I'm like, ha, this is silly and dumb. I'm like, no, this is just too dumb. They're like, There's fucking nothing to this one. Um, so yeah, he gave me a Shovel Knight. So I started playing that last night and fucking, you know late to the game here but fucking as great as everyone's saying it is it's absolutely worth all the hype and it's fucking beautiful that they have three expansion uh updates for free so people might have noticed they went from shovel knight to shovel knight treasure trove um i think after a year or so uh after it released and that's because they're just adding dlc to it they initially did it a kickstarter to fund the game and was one of the early ones so they succeeded before all the other shitty ones came out and uh, part of the Kickstarter, they were asking people like what they wanted DLC of for like different characters uh, early on. So they picked three characters of Spectre Knight, King Knight, and Plague Knight. So those are all getting a DLC pack and like legit expansion DLC, not just like you can play in their skin. Um, each one of them is getting their own story. You can play as them. The gameplay wildly changes with each character. Nice. Uh, it's very interesting. And Plague Knight and Spectre Knight are already out. King Knight, I believe, is coming out next year. They're thinking like uh, Q1 of next year. Um, and I saw on a charity stream, they're doing like a sneak peek of like giving you an example of like what they're working on and what's going to look like. And they just, str- they had a card game, uh, mini game in King Knight's mode. It's straight up Tetra Master. Oh, yes. It's like, they even said, they're like, we got a lot of influences from the card game of Final Fantasy VIII and Nine. Like, it's very heavily influenced by those. Uh, fuck, yes. So, I'm very hyped for that. I might just get the games just for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're a big fan for this. Uh, so that one's not out yet. But everything else in the game is also amazing. And there's just so much, like, bonus stuff they've added to it. And, you know, it lives up to the hype. If you haven't played uh, Shovel Knight, but you like a 2D side-scrolling Castlevania sort of games, like, it's absolutely one of the best ones to get by far. Awesome. Yeah, I'm behind on the whole Shovel Knight train. It does look like a great game. Where does Hollow Knight fall into this? Is that the sequel or another? No. Okay. That has nothing to do with that. Oh, shit. (laughs) For some reason, I literally thought they were, like, connected in one way or another. 
I can understand because all the enemies in Shovel Knight are, you know, Blank Knight. So you're Shovel Knight, your uh, love interest is Shield Knight. Uh, with one of the updates, you're able to customize uh, Shovel Knight more. So you're able to get different armors and get different helmets uh, and even change the gender. And then if you change your gender, then uh, Shield Knight changes uh, their gender. So if you're a uh, female, he's a male. And if you're a male, she's female. Okay. Um, so I thought that was a really like, cool addition they didn't need to do because you figured that'd be part of the story. But it still works. Um, uh, so yeah, the, all the other enemy knights are also like blank knights. Um, like I said, King Knight, Spectre Knight, Plague Knight. Um, so I can understand where, uh, you guys get confused from, especially if you weren't, like, really following them closely. Exactly. Uh, but Hollow Knight is also, uh, like a 2D side-scrolling Castlevania sort of game. It's massive, though. Like, it's much, the maps are much bigger from what I hear. Um, people would play through the game, trying to find DLC, and they're like, oh, is this part DLC? They're like, no, that's part of the original game, but you just never found it. Um, Hollow Knight is more of everyone's a bug. But not like, not you know, it's not standard like millipede or something. Like they all are very like cutesy, uh, chibi sort of bug people. Um, yeah. But they all look like they're in bones. Like they all look like skeletons almost. And yeah, even the main, even the titular Hollow Knight kind of looks like Shovel Knight with the standard like horns yeah, on the side and stuff. Exactly. So like, I can understand the confusion. Yeah. Man, that's interesting. Uh, both both games are apparently fucking fantastic. Like I haven't played Hollow Knight because I. <laughs> I don't have that time anymore, <laughs> but I've heard nothing but like amazing praise for how like people going back to it after a year after beating it and just replaying it again. So both games, fantastic. Get into the 2D night genre. It's yeah. apparently popping right now. Well, thank you for clarifying. Cause yeah, for me, they, they seemed like in the same universe, but I'm glad to know that that's not the case. They probably could be like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a crossover. Shovel Knight's definitely been in, um, a lot of like indie games as like a cameo character. He's going to be in the new Smash as an assist trophy. Oh, um, nice! There's a few fighting games with him as like a special playable character and stuff. There's one where he's a playable character, and then Isaac from Binding of Isaac's a playable character. And a buddy of mine who loves Shovel Knight, we're like, we should get those and just main those two characters, <laughs> considering we play uh, those two games the most. Um, but yeah, totally. it's it's crazy how how much the indie game community has adopted Shovel Knight and it's just made them like their uh, mascot for like everyone loves it. I don't know anyone who doesn't like it. So. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think for me, as far as games I've been playing, not enough to talk about. I'm still going strong with that whole.io game on the phone. I only have two skins left to unlock. I recommend it thoroughly. It's very fun. Um, but I did want to mention a game that you pointed out to me. I forget if it was on Twitter or in our Slack or whatever, but it's a game called Neon Tail. And it looks like everything, just the on paper description of this game, I'm like, I am 100% sold. I need to play this. And there is a demo that I do intend on getting around to. Haven't played it just yet. But it's an open-world urban rollerblading game that draws inspiration from Jet Set Radio, Life is Strange, and the Batman Arkham games. I'm like, okay, minus Batman Arkham, you're literally describing a game I want to be a developer of. Like, that is just so amazing. And yeah, when you think Jet Set Radio, yeah, I'm thinking about, like, a very stylized art... Um, 
aesthetic and life is strange very emotional storytelling that's what they're going for it's an underground uh city where you're trying to save everyone from a dimensional disaster i'm like you guys have me so sold i'm (laughs) extremely interested in neon tail so if you're as much of a jsrf uh fanatic as i am you got to go check this out there is a a couple clips of the gameplay and it just looks like it plays like jet set radio future you're grinding around jumping around on rollerblades the art style is very cell shaded looking colorful as all hell i'm extremely excited for this i'm so glad you pointed it out and we got this information from uh previous uh, I don't want to say sponsor of the show, but people we've talked about before, alphabetagamer.com. It's a really cool place to check out indie games and titles. Friend of the show. Yeah, that's what I was going for. But yeah, yeah. Neon Tail, oh my god, I'm so it's, excited. Uh, yeah, if you go to Alphabetagamer, you can actually download uh, the tech demo. So, like... Warning with that, it's you know it's not a full fledged demo. It's probably not like a you play part of the story or a mission or anything. It's probably just like just to see if it functions. Like it's just to see if it works on your computer and stuff. So it'll still be fun, probably to skate around and play with. But yeah, don't expect too much. It's you know alpha very beta early. Yeah, it's alpha beta mode stuff. Like it's very early. Yeah, and even in the article it mentions some of the skating mechanics are very rough at this time um like the snap-on radius for grinding points feels too small and you might miss them if you're like jumping fairly close to that so and i'm just certain in general skating games uh getting the mechanics just to feel and flow correctly has got to be one hell of a challenge so i think there's going to be a lot of fine-tuning with this game it is like like bren said an alpha so we can look forward to it becoming a lot better but for now definitely something to keep your eye on and yeah it's just everything i want i just want a modern jet set radio game it's not that hard (laughs) and at least these people are keeping that dream alive even though it's not jet set radio that universe good luck sega's uh i don't want to say floundering but they definitely are confused especially after they made sonic what forces and it yeah. wasn't that great. And then they gave fans Sonic Mania, and it fucking did amazing. So it's just like, maybe, maybe give Jet Set Radio over to the fans. Yeah, see how I, that does. I really, I truly believe that. Same with Dark Cloud. I know that's, uh, what, level five or one of those game studios where it's like, you guys have the rights to it. Why aren't you doing anything with it? It's all these just old games that I just want to see modern versions of. Yeah, they've, like, they've definitely gotten a cult following. So there's a market for it. Absolutely. So that was one I I just wanted to point out. And I'm trying to think if anything else, the Halloween event is over for uh, Rocket League. So that was fun while it lasted. I don't know. That game in general is just like equally enjoyable and equally I hate it because of how toxic (laughs) everyone is. So, Oh man, that sounds like any online game within the last four (laughs) years. Pretty much. Um, But but is there any other games that you guys have been playing that you want to mention before? Oh, oh yeah. has oh, eaten nice. up hours and hours of my life already. <laughs> it's a good one. <sighs> it's so good. And the port uh, is even better than it was for the Switch. I played it a little bit on the Switch. Um, I don't have a Switch, but I played it for a little while. And uh, a lot of the things didn't... A lot of the menus were weird and everything, and it being touchscreen actually really improved the experience. So I actually oh. prefer playing Stardew Valley on mobile than I did uh, on Switch. Obviously, PC is still, like, the best control-wise, but um, I prefer it on mobile uh, over the Switch. And it is Surprising great. Surprising 
great. It's just like it's just like video game Ativan. I don't know. It's so <laughs> soothing. It, it's, it's a nice cup of chamomile tea on a exactly. chilly Sunday afternoon. Exactly. Nice. It's just the most relaxing game. And the nice thing about it is, um, you know, you save at the end of each day, so you can just play a day at a time. So it's perfect for, like, waiting for your name to be called at the DMV. It's perfect for, like, a quick bus ride. You, it's, you don't need to play, like an hour at a time, and so it doesn't suit mobile at all. Even games in Hearthstone on mobile are longer than, you know, a day in Stardew Valley. So you can play in just little short, like, chunks waiting in line somewhere or something like that, and it's it's great. So I love it. Awesome. It's got decent stopping points. Exactly. the fucking antithesis of, like, a roguelike, like, finding a bicycle entered a dungeon where I had, where I'm like, oh, I'll just play for, like, ten minutes real quick. I look over and it's been an hour and a half because I'm just like, oh, it's a good run. I gotta keep going. Like, yeah. So, that's good to hear. It's good on mobile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it a lot. The only thing that I think did not translate well is fishing, Uh, but fishing is the hardest thing in that game anyway, so I think maybe it's just I hate fishing in Stardew Valley and that's it. But, like, because you touch to walk, but you also touch to do actions there's sometimes where you actually like you're trying to cast your fishing pole and you actually like walk further away from the water accidentally so Mm. that's the only thing i think that didn't translate well everything else translated very well and is is easy to navigate okay i'm just curious did they try to sneak any in a game transactions or purchases in there i just feel like when you go to mobile uh it wouldn't be surprised if some companies would do that but no okay that's good to hear Considering it was all done by one guy, I'm not surprised if he's just like put his foot down. It's just like it's either this way or no way. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, so he far it's control. identical to the ga- game it was on PC and on Switch. So I don't think they changed literally anything about it. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are they still mean to Linus for no fucking reason? Yeah, it's the same game. So all, all the dialogue and stuff is the same. God, stop being mean to Linus. He just let him live his life. <laughs> Let him dig in the trash. Yeah, man. I agree. Let him keep his blanket. Oh, no, that's Charlie Brown. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's but, homeless, so he might he needs that blanket. It gets cold. There you go. Um, but let's maybe talk about some news. There's a couple things that I saw that's going on that I want to mention. This one isn't actually news. This is just some bullshit ad I saw on Facebook for a game called Era of Celestials. And they sponsored this. It got over 2 million views. Or like, no, I'm sorry. No, they, it's, it claims they have 2 million players. The yeah. video got 109,000 views and only 3 likes. So I'm like, man, that like to view ratio is not very good for you guys. <laughs> but the It's almost whole, like it's an advertisement and they paid for it to make it look better. Well, that's the thing. This game, the what they're like trying to sell it on is like this. The, there's this ridiculous ad where this girl's at her computer working, doing like actual work, but then also in another tab or browser or whatever, she's playing this game, and it says, "Within an hour or two of playing, I've made it to level 110 and gotten a high amount of power without playing. I can't wait to see how it evolves." What? So I'm thinking, without playing, without and playing? only. In an hour or two, you're at a level 110. I'm wondering what the cap is, first of all. And second of all, it is one of those games where it is just, you press autoplay and the game plays for you and you can go do something else while your character levels up. And don't get me wrong, in previous episodes way long ago, I was playing some kind of dumbass mobile game where it was just like that because I'm trying to remember what the name of that game was, but you would go into dungeons and uh, try to build up your bar or something. And I, I did like the autoplay feature because a lot of it is just monotonous hitting the same buttons. And, uh, but 
Bren was always pissed at me being like, you're not even playing the game. So it's not yeah. a game. What is yeah, the it, point then? It's, yeah. really, what are you doing? Thank you. Whitney. That's the thing. No, you're right. And that's kind of how I'm looking back on that in retrospect. It's just like, what the hell is the point well, of this? And watching the levels just rank up while you do If the game nothing. is so boring, you need a computer to yeah. play it for you. It's not a good game. Stop exactly. playing it. Yeah. You had, the, you had the aquarium one and then Basta had the cookie clicker where he's like, oh, I've clicked it enough times where now I have auto clickers. I'm like, so you're not playing it. You're just watching numbers go up. Yeah, like well, that's all it is. The Aquarium Games Defense, I don't think that had an autoplay feature. That was more or less just like log in once a day to check your fish and click some stuff. But it aquarium. was that other one that I can't put my finger on, but I did enjoy it. Oh, well. But yeah, seeing that advertisement was just kind of a big laugh. I'm like, wow, watching this person do their work and be like, I'm level 110 in no time. It's like, you didn't even play the game. What's it matter if you're level 110? Like, what is this game? It just looks terrible. So, Era of Celestials is a big pass. <laughs> well, we're not getting sponsored now. No, oh no. <laughs> they listen. Um, also, let's see, in other news, um, actually, this isn't video game related at all, but I wanted oh. to mention it on the show. This cigar-shaped interstellar object may have been an alien probe, Harvard paper claims. So, I'm thinking, I don't know, I don't doubt that in the expanse of our universe there's uh other life out there but i'm i'm kind of doubting to the point where that life has gotten to the point where they have spaceships and shit this isn't even a spaceship this is just some kind of strange object that looked like a meteor but it didn't or a comet but it didn't have a tail so it really confused scientists and the fact that people at harvard are claiming this is very possibly some kind of interstellar object that was created sent by aliens just made me think oh let's talk about it on the show what do you guys think uh, i mean i don't know man i don't discount i don't think that we are being visited or experimented on i think that you're right in that like i believe in alien life i think it's i think it's a little bit silly to think that with how many planets and solar systems and galaxies are out there that we are the only living beings i don't yes. think any of them will look like us i don't think any of them will but like maybe some of them are technologically advanced enough to send probes out but i certainly don't think it's as likely as them just existing just like we're existing in their own little corners of the universe Fair enough. Yeah, it's not like uh, No Man's Sky or anything. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's as empty as No Man's Sky. <laughs> you don't run into any other players when you're going out exploring. We haven't yet. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting that uh, smart people really think this could be from aliens. Yeah. Smart people also said to uh, insulate your house with asbestos. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. I, I just recently saw an episode of Ancient Aliens last night, and they're like, was Osiris a robot? And I was like, oh my god, some of their claims are ridiculous, so who knows? Uh, I had a college professor who was asked to be on that show, and she's like, no, god no, fuck that show. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, that that's just trash TV. Bad for your reputation. Yeah, it's it's just junk food, like... It, I mean, it was on Discovery Channel, the quality of that network. Or history. History, I forget. both. Both yeah. have just gone down. So much in quality. <laughs> Fucking Pawn Stars ruined them. Yeah, I guess that wasn't very video game related, unless Master Chief's riding that interstellar object. <laughs> but, I mean, didn't the last Halo game, they're like, oh, this is definitely the last one. And then they set it up like that, where he's in a abandoned ship in another universe. So, like, fucking it could just be a very elaborate marketing plan for Halo 17 or whatever one they're on now. Oh, good God. Um, 
one other one that I that really just freaks me out because I am very afraid of heights. Like I can't express how much oh, heights yeah. bug me out. Like even just going on a ladder up to like my parents' roof or something, I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna die. Um this game is called Richie's Plank Experience, and it's a VR game that basically simulates you stepping out over a plank, like a two by four over the top of a skyscraper looking down at a city and apparently i think you can fall even and i feel like that would just straight up give me a heart attack like i know it's just <laughs> virtual reality and like the floor is there i'm not actually falling but yeah. the simulation of falling from the top of a skyscraper would just bug me the fuck out i mean it's it's psychosomatic your brain thinks it's actually happening so it can actually trigger stuff in your body um so yeah this game i think came out a while ago or i mean i don't know how much of a game it is i don't know if you get like points or get through different levels or right it's just different simulations um but yeah fuck this yeah uh, yeah i'm not i'm not necessarily sure. afraid of heights like i can go up them but i'll definitely be like uncomfortable um my brother's like terrified like he won't even go up a lighthouse um but even this this is just like sweaty palm simulator like you're just instantly going to be anxious like i can't imagine anyone doing this and not because it's one of those things, like you said, even if you're telling yourself, like, oh, I know this is a simulation, I know this is VR, I, I'm aware of the headset on my head, like, your body still reacts. Like, yes. there's a primal level that you'll just always react to, and it hits that, and it's just like, man, why would I do this to myself? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking, I'm like, aren't games supposed to be entertainment? This sounds like torture. I mean, some people get off on being scared, so it's, oh, it's true. in there with that. Uh, I don't think any of us do, but it's just like, yeah, this is just like... Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, Era Celestials and Richie's Plank Experience. I'm bringing up to say, don't play them. <laughs> Toss and Shade. There we go. Oh, man, what else? Oh, uh, Risk of Rain 2. That got announced on uh, Steam. Oh, it's, I remember you liking the first one. It's very good and very hard. I think I've only unlocked like three out of like 15 characters or something. Like I didn't really stick to it because I was just so bad at it. Um, but it's a two, first one's a 2D uh, side scrolling bullet hell, and it's only like three levels, I think, but it's just so hard. And there's so many enemies, um, you get so many different items and guns. The second one, it's all 3D, it's like a 3D uh, run around shooter, and it's it looks fucking intense. And uh, it's uh, set to be released in the Q1 of 2019. It says it's in early access now, but you can't buy it, like, you can't play it. So I think it's just on Steam to, like, show people, like, hey, we're working on it. It's almost done. Like, here's where it'll be when it is done. Uh, but okay. you can't play it yet. But, yeah, for anyone who likes it, uh, the first one, it's really good and really intense. Um, and the same studio did uh, Deadbolt, which is a fucking fantastic game that I love that just got uh, ported to Switch. Oh, nice. So I'd recommend that for anyone who likes. Uh, that, that one's more of, like, a 2D Hotline Miami so very yeah. intense one shot kill like if anything touches you you die and you're just rerunning scenarios over and over again to get them like perfect like time wise and stuff so highly recommend both games very cool i'm gonna steal this one from you and show topics you mentioned that uh the narrative platformer greece will be out in december i remember bringing that greece. up a few weeks ago uh greece spelled g-r-i-s like spanish for gray yeah. uh this game looks so good. I'm. Uh, this seems like a a day one purchase for me. Like I I need to play this game. Very psychedelic. The art style is just 
I don't I almost want to say like watercolor looking. It's just really interesting. It looks so cool. That trailer just immediately mm-hmm. hooked me when I watched it. Yeah. Absolutely. I was kind of skeptical when Doug initially brought this up because we've talked about it before. There's a lot of like the stranger in a strange land, like wandering around sort of games and how those kind of seem to be like, I use the term like Oscar bait, but for video games, because <laughs> it seems like everyone universally agrees like, oh, it's a beautiful game that tells this wonderful story and the music and the art. And it's kind of like, yeah, that, that genre has been kind of done to death in recent years. Um, especially yeah. like with the remake of like Shadow Colossus, everyone's like, oh yeah, and, like kind of building off of that. But this one is definitely just like fucking gore. Like it's journey level. I would say even further than journey of. Like I agree. Pure artistic style. Like it's just a very visual uh, experience. Like I don't know how the gameplay actually works, but it would just be an amazing thing to watch because it's right. wonderful. Uh, and it's coming out December thirteenth for Switch and PC. Oh, definitely. And you've said in the past, like what's going to make this game stand out from the others to make me actually play it. I just think the animation in general is mm-hmm. like next level. I feel yeah. like it's almost like hand-drawn old school animation, just absolutely spectacular to look at. So I'm mm-hmm. very interested to play. And it is a side-scrolling platformer, which I just really enjoy those style of games in general. So I just think there's a lot of freshness to this and I think it'll be turning some heads. Yeah, it was definitely drawn. It looks like, on ones and twos primarily mostly like ones very smooth uh for anyone doesn't know ones and twos are like the frames per second so it's one frame per second is very smooth and a lot of detail it's like 60 fps for movies and stuff okay um so yeah it looks like a lot of attention and a lot of work was put in to a game that's just like the main character for a lot of it seems pretty small like it's not super up close but like the landscapes environment movement is god it's just a very gorgeous game yeah so I, I this will be one purchase for me as well, but um, yeah, and only fifteen dollars. I'm very happy oh, with that it? price. Yeah, that's what it's going to be available for on Steam. Oh hell yeah, then that's easily worth it. Yeah, um, the literal snippet was uh, that I posted uh, was a review of it, and they were saying uh, it was only a handful of hours from start to finish, so it's definitely a could probably knock it out in a one sitting game kind of game. So, but it it seems like the kind of game that you would pl- replay multiple times because. You know, it's so short and beautiful. Definitely. Uh, let me see. I kind of got a game like that now. This is, sorry if I can find it real quick. Uh, Refunct. It's like okay. R-E-F-U-N-C-K. Or uh, C-T. Um, that's a game that's just super short. Very pleasing. It's not like as gorgeous. It's definitely a pretty game, but it's not like this level of gorgeous in detail. Um, but it's just kind of like a... A Zen Mirror's Edge. Yes, I was just going to say Mirror's Edge. I think this may have been brought up um, many months ago, and I think I own this game as a result of you bringing it up. I I, I think I've beaten it like three times, but I still have less than an hour in the game because it's okay. that quick. It's literally just running. It feels like a tech demo for another game because you're just running around, hopping between different platforms, hitting a switch that opens up other like levels, and just jumping around and wall running and climbing over and jumping from different platform to platform. But it's just like, the music's great. It's just very calming and like easy to do. Like There's no enemies. There's like no real hurdles besides just getting to the point. And it's just a really pleasant game. But yeah, it reminded me of this, where it was just like super dirt cheap, and I was just like, yeah, fuck it. And like I said, I beat it three times and it's 45 minutes. So, nice. Yeah. 
These games are very a nice uh, palate cleanser and uh, crazy saturated shooter violence world uh, game world. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, another one uh, on the Switch. They just revealed. Let me see here. Uh, on the Switch eShop, they're bringing back uh, Taiko no Tets- uh, Tetsujin, which is a drum rhythm game, and it's like the it's clearly Japanese from the name. Um, <laughs> and it's those giant Japanese drums that people hit with the sticks that are like bigger than the person. Um, it's basically that as a rhythm game, and it's super popular because it's the, the visuals for that are just super cutesy and uh, chibi and adorable. Um, and it was very popular in Japan, and they're bringing it over into the you know stateside for the eShop, but they're not bringing over the drum controller for it. Huh. So this is kind of like Donkey Konga of a like GameCube where you had the bongos mm-hmm. and you played the Donkey Kong rhythm game. And it's like, it can still be a fun game, but really what's the point if you don't have that controller? Like yeah. the controller's really the bulk of that game. Um, so it's unfortunate that they're not bringing that over, but maybe if there's enough demand, because there's enough dem- enough of a demand to bring them bring it over to the eSport or eShop uh, for America. So I don't know, hopefully it does well and People can actually get that drum, you know, or maybe you can order it from Japan and get like an adapter or something to plug it in. Now I'm just picturing it as an esport. That'd be interesting, but no, that would I, be interesting. <laughs> you know, probably could get Neil Peart in there. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> there we go. Um, and I don't know. Mark's really into rhythm games. I'm curious if he has any experience with this franchise or if this is new to him. Well, I guess uh, it has to be new to him because it's not available in the U.S. Yeah, he might know about it, but I I can't imagine he's actually played it. He's gone to Taiwan a few times, so I don't know if they have it over there. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is this is exclusively a Japanese game, or uh, you know, at least not American. Um, but yeah, it's it's wildly popular, and I think just because of the mascots and the visuals, because it's just it's so fucking adorable. It does look cute as hell. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Fallout seventy six beta that happens. I don't really care so i didn't really follow much of it but it happened yeah i that i just don't have any interest but i know some people do i mean i just i love fallout and i'm don't have any interest i just think that the the we didn't need like a fallout Fortnite. we didn't but everyone needs a Fortnite. no no one needs a Fortnite. it's so hot right now no one needs a Fortnite. Todd Howard needs more money so he can port Skyrim onto the fucking the fucking Oculus Rift screen. Yeah, the light up screen on your uh, fridge, on your fucking electric toothbrush. He needs to port it to every electronic surface. Um, oh man, I will definitely at some point. I will definitely get it on seventy six, but I just, I just don't know. Yeah, I, I like yeah. the world building, and I don't know how much. I you, they said there was some story and some NPC stuff, and I just don't know how much there's going to be. But just it, it all of the things that I like about Fallout are not the things that I would play Fallout seventy six for. So I'll get exactly. to it eventually because I am a Fallout fan. But I just think that they, I think that they just missed the mark with this game because they wanted to get on the the. Boat with you know things Battle like Royals. Fortnite and yeah, um, PUBG. But I, I I don't think that the any of the fans of Fallout like those kinds of games. And maybe there's crossover, maybe like the Venn diagram yes. overlaps. But I don't think it's a circle. 
I'm yeah, with you. Yeah. It's not a pairing I would traditionally put together. Yeah. Um, people have played it, and people have said, like, oh, yeah, it's fun, or, like, oh, it's janky, but it's like, yeah, it's a beta. Well, I mean, um, I Fallout, anything from Bethesda yeah. <laughs> is janky. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's odd. I mean, even remember when they announced this, like, it was really, like, lukewarm response at best. Mm-hmm. So, like, eh, we'll see. Maybe it do well, maybe it don't do well. Uh, what is coming up? Black Friday deals. All the stores are announcing their Black Friday like bundles and shit. So, uh, I'm looking at there's a Switch bundle where it's like buy a Switch for 300, get uh, Mario Kart 8 for free, basically. Oh, nice. Um, there's one for I think it's like Mario Party. Yeah, the newest Mario Party. You get like the Mario Party, and then you get Joy Cons for like 80. And considering Joy-Cons go for, like, 60 by themselves, I think, that's probably a good deal. Oh, nice. Um, I, I'd have to get that, then, if I want to have, like, multiplayer going. Yeah, if you want, like, extra controllers, this seems like a good way of, like, getting an extra controller and a free game with it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, a very reduced cost game. That does right. remind me, in, in, in games that I've been playing, uh, I was in Minnesota for a week with my family, and we pulled out my old N64 and taught my 10-year-old sister how to play Mario Kart on the N64. Oh, so no. that was for like a whole <laughs> week. It was it was a lot of N64. And it still works great. I, oh. it, we had no problems. The N64 is playing exactly like it did when I got it. That's great. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Pulling mine out, I had a lot of gunk on the controllers and it got real stiff and uh, nasty. Yeah. Um, that's cool, though. <laughs> I have a friend who keeps trying to like play Mario Party. I was like, we don't. We don't need to ruin this friendship. We don't need to end it now. It's still pretty new. Um, but it seems like the newer one's less uh, throat str- uh, stranglingly bullshit. But I don't know. Maybe they. It seems like people are liking the new Mario Party versus the last one, which was everyone in a car, which everyone seemed to hate. So that's good. Yeah. Um, the biggest Black Friday deal, though, I've seen so far is uh, I think it's Best Buy, maybe? Only Best Buy? Uh, but it's a PS4, it's a one terabyte PS4 for $200, and you get the Spider-Man game with it. What? That is so, a hell of a deal, and that's going to get a, a lot of people. That's a crazy deal. Yeah. yeah. So I want to buy it, and I already have a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. I was like, if that was a PS4 Pro, I'd, in a heartbeat, replace my current PS4. But it's uh, clearly just, they're, that's the thing. I feel like they're making it that cheap because they still have the Pro they're trying to sell. Yeah, yeah. because they have the newest model. If they didn't have the Pro out, I highly doubt it would be this cheap. But it's the same with, like, when Xbox announced, like, the Xbox One, and it's like, oh, cool. It's like, we also have the Xbox uh, One S and Xbox One X. It's like, oh. So then why would I buy the first one? Yeah. It's like, well, it's coming out sooner. It's like, yeah, but I can just wait to get the better ones like in a year after that. So, yeah, with the newest model, the, everything else gets cheaper. So that seems to be the best deal I've noticed. And if it, if my roommate didn't just buy a PS4, I definitely would have gotten that deal. So Yeah, that's but a like very I good said, deal. I can't get a PS4 Pro until I get a 4K TV. So maybe I'll keep an eye out for some of those in Black Friday as well. Yeah, there you go. Those will definitely be, though, I guarantee you there will be a good 4K TV deal at Black Friday. Awesome. They got to get rid of them because no one's buying them. <laughs> Fair enough. It's I'm dumb enough to. Yeah. Um, otherwise, that's pretty much it. I did put in a show topics. It was a YouTube uh, clip from um, similar to BlizzCon with them doing all the like gorgeous cinematics and stuff and um, redoing uh, videos and new characters and stuff. Uh, League of Legends is kind of 
uh, I don't know, it's not rebranding, but they're definitely hitting hard with like some of their new advertisements. There's a lot of, I see animated videos of them advertising League uh, and different websites. I don't notice because I don't care because League is awful and one of the most toxic communities on the video game world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if this is an event or anything, but they released a music video of League of Legends. And it's with four of the characters from League of Legends, but in different outfits. And it's done to like a K-pop style. And I guess they're actual K-pop singers. I've never heard of them before. Um, but it's super popular. Like right now the video is already at 4 million views. And it came out uh, a week ago. So it's exploding right now. And it's an extremely catchy song. And it's an extremely gorgeous animated video. So yeah. if you if you've just seen like these characters or the song floating around on the internet the last week, it's this. I gotta give them credit. The video and the song are both pretty baller. But that's the thing. I don't care about League of Legends. In fact, oh no, not at all. No, I, it was one of those games that I never got into, and I specifically had a dislike for it because I was in a band during college, and my bass player, we'd be supposed to be practicing, and he's like, I just have one more match of League, and it'd be like three hours later until we're actually practicing. I'm like, damn it, I hate League. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It In general, that that style of game, MOBA, just never really did it for me. Yeah. I played I, a I, lot of League of Legends uh, before Heroes of the Storm. I played a lot of mm-hmm. League of Legends, and then I feel like... Um, Heroes of the Storm was more fun and less competitive. I just can't get any... I've never been into anything that turns into an eSport because once I hit a certain level of gameplay, it's so competitive and so toxic and so whatever that it's just not fun for me anymore. So I really liked League of Legends when I was playing it casually at very low levels, but the higher level I went, the less I liked playing it. Uh, And so I... I feel that way about quite a few games. But actually, I really liked League of Legends back in the day. I just... I want to play it for fun and I don't want to spend 12 hours a day studying the meta and mm-hmm. whatnot. And so I'll never, never be that serious about it. And then the more toxic it gets about people being serious, the less I'm interested, uh, which is why I feel, I feel like Heroes of the Storm is much easier to casually play. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel that way about Rocket League specifically. I, I, if you want to make yourself, if you think you're really good at the game, just watch the pros and then you're just like put in your place. You're like, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm not good at all. A sharp reminder. Yeah, I only played a brief bit of League in uh, college, and yeah, same thing. I was like, oh, this is fun, because I enjoyed the old MOBA days of, like, Warcraft 3, when people were making custom uh, games like that, and it was very uh, MOBA-style. Um, and it just, even when I was, like, doing well for my team, someone's like, oh, you're not using this item? It'll actually, like, maximize your, like, damage per second? I was like, I'm I'm the top killer on our team. Like, I'm I'm doing the best. I was like, yeah, but you, like, you could be doing better. I'm like, you're you're not doing as good. Shut up. Yeah, like, yep. <laughs> it's always it like, those people. It was even like super low level. I was getting this shit. So I'm just like, Oh, I don't care. I'm out. Like I enjoy the MOBA style, but not enough to put up with that. So, but yeah, this ignoring league, ignoring all this shit with them. This is actually a very catchy song, a very beautiful animation. And it's a very cool video. Yeah. It deserves um, so, the attention it's getting. And it'll also be the fucking number one cosplay. For the next decade, I guarantee. Like, <laughs> you'll see people in these all the time. So, get ready for that. I don't know yeah, if you guys saw, but uh, while we're talking about League, did you see that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who was just elected to Congress, plays League of Legends? 
No, I didn't, oh, but that's cool. Yeah. So she's she's been through some shit. <laughs> she's ready Apparently, for Apparently, she's bronze five. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, she, she uh, October 13th, she tweeted about dusting off her league account, which hasn't been touched since the campaign started. And then someone asked what who her mains were, and she said Morgana Lux Misfortune. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, I hated Misfortune. Oh, she was my main. Uh, the volley shot was just annoying because it's it, like <laughs> you had so much range with it. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the I whole was, point. I forget his name. I was the shitty bug guy that exploded when he died because I died all the time. <laughs> so that's I used that to my advantage. It's also why I made junk right in Overwatch. But, but that's just, a pretty cool tidbit. Yeah, represent yeah, gamers. We, we we have a a gamer in Congress now for sure. Nice. I forget his name. There was some I think senator or governor or something who actually took. Like campaign funds and spent it like a thousand of them on Steam games. What? You dumb oh, shit. I do remember <laughs> that. We definitely covered that, and that was yeah, ridiculous. we talked about it. Oh like, man, did you do that, you fucking idiot? Yeah, he tried to play it off too, as if he didn't, and it was his son or something. I forget. He bought like a bunch of other stuff too, like beer or like weed or some vapor, something else with it. I'm just like, God, you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, well. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Let's wrap it up and do some plugs. Um, Whitney, you have a podcast. Let's hear about that. And where can our listeners find you? Uh, Yeah, my podcast is called Historical Hotties. And we talk about which dead people we fancy. And that can be found at Historically Hot on all social media and historicallyhot.com. And it's, yeah, it's me and my sister and we get real silly. The Recent episode, we decided we had not talked enough about people in sports because we know nothing about sports and really have very little interest about sports. So we, our most recent episode was about boxers, um, and it was actually a really, really interesting episode. But we were, um, we decided boxing was like an easier thing to get into for some reason than just going into like sports or athletes in general. So th- that's the most recent episode. Okay, cool. I have a question. Have you gotten around to doing something like a battle of the hottest yet? I'm just curious because that sounds like something that could be in your your wheelhouse. So we did a year anniversary. We did a big bracket, but it was not a battle of the hottest. It was actually a like second chance for people that didn't win. Oh, nice. So we we gave like a second chance sort of underdog pick where we let everybody vote on who deserved a second chance. And then we did a couple of different rounds of ways of determining who got through to be like redemptive as, you know, a winner of historical hotties. Very cool. Yeah. Well, that's neat. Well, yeah, listeners, go check that out. Uh, Bryn, now I can introduce uh, that you have a podcast. I know we've we've mentioned it before, but uh, where can our listeners hear that and where can they find you? Yeah, my other podcast is called Are Weeb There Yet? It's an anime podcast because I'm a filthy fucking weeb. Um, it's me and my other weeby friend trying to uh, indoctrinate our normie friend into the <laughs> anime world by watching uh, three episodes of a show every weekend and just discuss, like, doing a quick recap of that episodes and talking about what we like and dislike and seeing if it's interesting enough for him to keep watching. So, I believe... As of this recording, the last episode that dropped was Yuri on Ice, which is the mm-hmm. very, very gay, very ice skating anime, and turns out it's very good. Mm-hmm. I actually ended up watching all of it, because it's only 12 episodes. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I would recommend Yuri on Ice to people, and I'd recommend my podcast. Uh, very cool. And then on Twitter, APTS Brendan, I don't do shit with it, don't bother. <laughs> uh, go follow it just for the lols. Um, I'm retweeting shit to try and win a Wii. 
Or uh, yeah. we uh, switch. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> retweet his order. retweets so you can steal the switch from him. You uh, son of a bitch, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> but I actually have something to plug this week. I mentioned it a little earlier. I was on Pat Johnson's podcast, The Melting Pat. Again, we were talking about season two of Castlevania the entire time. Yeah. So if you have any interest in that, I definitely recommend heading over to The Melting Pat to listen. Um what else is going on? I also have a record label, so if you have any interest in the kind of music I'm putting out, MissedOutRecords.com. And listeners, if, if you like our show, uh, tell a friend, a family member. Our handle is ABT Silence on all social media. And yeah, we will be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys. Bye. See you.